Okay. So that's actually... Oh, I didn't that's actually a thing, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Just, so there's Fazby and Gatsby. Oh, the great Gatsby. The great Gatsby. The great Gatsby. Yeah. <laughs> Those are Fazby's Scott lesser belt works. Yeah. <laughs> Very <don't> niche audience. <laughs> This is the Generally Accepted Accounting Podcast. That's GAP for all you accounting nerds. It's a podcast produced by Casey Peterson, LTD. We're a firm of CPAs and financial advisors based in Rapid City, South Dakota, and we'll be talking about tax, finance, accounting, audit, and a bunch of other topics that sound really boring, but that we're going to make hip and cool. Or we'll try anyway. So stick around to learn more. In our previous podcast about audits for nonprofits, we defined a lot of big word terms and talked about the process. In part two, we'll talk about what's different for audits of government entities, specifically school boards and cities and municipalities. CPA and income partner Devin Path is back with us to walk us through how it all goes down. So tune in now for all audits, all the time. So we're back with Devin again. We just had a lovely discussion about auditing and reviews and comps and generally agreed upon procedures or nonprofits. So we're actually going to talk about governments. And when we say governments specifically, we're talking mostly about school districts and cities and municipalities. Um, so some of the terms you may hear in this one, you may have questions and that's fine. That's what the first podcast is for. So listen to that one first and then we'll come back and we'll talk about governments now. So Devin, what there's, there's differences between nonprofits and governments, which is why we broke this into two. So what is a difference like with a government? What kind of accounting did they do or what, what do they require? So if you're going to follow governmental accounting standards, you do what is called a... Tell me it's a fun term. Is it fun? I got to think of it now. <laughs> Modified accrual basis of accounting. Oh, that's a good one. Does it have an abbreviation or an acronym? I don't think no, so. I'm sad. And then also with government, you're using funds. Okay. You use funds a lot, which is pretty much a fund is a self-balancing set of accounts. So each fund that you have is kind of its own set of books. Right. So like you have, you might have a general fund, yep. but you might have a fund for staff or you might have a, so there's that general. What, and that'd be all general. Wow. What's, so, what's, an, what's other like, than general? Like the vision fund in Rapid City. Like the vision fund in Rapid City. Okay. I think that's part of the general fund though. I don't oh, all right. What's fund. a non-general fund? Um, ah, so so for school districts, you're looking at like your capital outlay fund, which is where you're going to spend on um, building improvements, okay. leases, books, uniforms, spending that out of there. Then you have your special education fund, which is all your federal revenue from the federal government for special education purposes. And then you get governmental money or state money for that as well. You can have a debt service fund in the school district, which is a fund set up to track your debt. Your So a school district could actually accrue debt. They just have to have a fund. That's... They don't even necessarily have to have a fund. It just all oh. depends on how. But yes, yeah, school districts issue debt all the time without going without raising property taxes. Oh, okay. I did not. That's why that. they have to go to a special vote is to raise property taxes to. Is that a levy or is that? Uh, to increase the levy. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Then you're going to have what they call um, proprietary funds as well in a school district. So that's going to be your food service fund. Some other ones are like your driver's education fund if you have a preschool. Those are going to be funds that you're going to charge a fee for. So it's going to be 
something you're oh, okay. So, so something you're also like making money back. It's not just something you're getting from property yep. taxes, but there's money coming yep. back in. You're, you're not getting any property taxes for in that. those okay. proprietary funds. Oh. So for a city, you're going to have a general fund that's standard in almost every government. You're going to maybe have a BB and B fund, bed, bath, and booze tax fund. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not beyond. Nope. You can have debt service fund there. Um, you can have a capital improvements fund there. You're going to have your proprietary funds there again, where if water sewer charges. Um, if yeah. you're charging for garbage. So there, there's a lot of similarities in the way. It's just that each government entity has funds. Government entity has funds, and there are certain different types of funds. You have your general fund. Every government's going to have a general fund. And then you're going to have your special revenue funds. You're going to have your debt service funds. You're going to have your fiduciary funds. You're going to have your proprietary funds. It's just a matter of kind of how those are defined in those categories. Does the federal government define those? It's the GASB, oh. Government Accounting Standards Board, kind of put all that together. Okay. So that's actually... Oh, I didn't that's know actually that. a thing, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, man. Just so there's FASB and GASB. Oh, the great GASB, the great GASB. Yeah. <laughs> those are F. Scott Fitzgerald's lesser known works. Yeah. <laughs> Very <don't> niche audience. <laughs> And then the other difference is in those funds, you're running, when we say modified accrual basis, you're running that as a cash basis to a certain point. Okay. So we talked about that. Cash basis is money in, money out. Yep. Accrual is when you receive the invoice. That's when it So when we say books. modified accrual, a lot of them use 60 days. So okay. they can record receivables that they're going to receive in the next 60 days. They okay. can record payables. They're going to, but they're not going to record any long-term debt in their funds. They're not going to record any fixed assets in their funds. I could kind of um, see that. So, so there's kind of, it's, it's sort it's of how they're set, paying short term. It's set things. up to match their budget, how they develop their budgets. Oh, okay. So that's a modified so, yep. basis. Okay. Yep. So there is some cash in, cash out. Mm -hmm. But there's also some. But there's also some. This is year end adjustments that possibly need to be made to. Let's make this as complicated as possible. <laughs> so city governments and school districts, they tend to be more affected by federal rules and regulations than a nonprofit. Um, I mean, it probably depends on... It's going to depend on the city and what kind of grants they want to apply for. Okay. For the most part, every school district is going to get some form of federal funds. Okay. Whether that be for their food service, whether that be for Title I grants, or whether that be for their special ed. It's just going to be a matter of whether they qualify for a single audit or not. If they've gotten and spent enough funds of those funds to reach a 750000 threshold. Okay. So they may be more impacted by the feds. And then unlike, so a nonprofit where they, an, an actual audit may not be right for them. They may need something more like a review or a comp or agreed upon procedures. But the odds are if you're either a school district or a city or municipality, you probably have to have an audit for reasons. Yes. In the state of South Dakota, every school district is required by legislation to have an audit every year. Every year. And then for the towns and cities, municipalities, it depends on your level of revenue you receive. But if once you reach a certain level, you have to have one at least every two years. But we would advise everybody to do an audit every year. It's going to be less time consuming okay. and easier on us, easier on you. Because if you try to remember what you did two, what years, you did two years ago, oh, it's going to be hard enough to remember what you did eight years ago and then throw another yeah. eight, years, eight months ago, throw another four, five, six months on top of that. and No. That just makes it that much more I difficult. have trouble keeping track of what two years ago was. <laughs> exactly. Two days Pandemic, ago. It's all just time travel. So, and then, because then in, in a sense, yes, we're 
We're auditing two years. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you're already basically auditing two years worth anyway. Why not just save yourself some additional pain and frustration mm-hmm. and just have the audit done annually? Yep. Yes. Does the audit itself, is it, is the process different than it is for a nonprofit or they're still, are you still looking at internal controls and those sorts of things? Again, that's going to be very similar depending on whether you need a single audit or not. Yes, we're going to look at internal controls. We're going to look at, there's a little bit more compliance work a little bit on the government side of things because. In South Dakota, anyway, the Department of Legislative Audit gives us a list of different areas that we need to look at to make sure that they're in compliance with state laws. And that's regardless of if you're getting a single audit or not. Okay. So, you know, were they in budget? Do they have board minutes? Is this published? Is that published? Things like that. So it doesn't add a whole lot of extra work to what we normally do, but it is there where we do a little bit more probably compliance in those areas. Okay. Still doing revenue, reconciliation, all that sorts of stuff for all those? Um, For school districts and cities, municipalities, revenue recognition really doesn't come into play a whole lot with any of how they operate. So that is a little bit different. It is a little bit different. Most every government that we work with, if they're getting federal funds or if they're getting, you know, when they get their state funds, it's it's, a, it's on a reimbursement basis. So they've already kind of earned oh, okay. that revenue so they can just record it right away. Okay. So it's a little bit different than, hey, we might, maybe we made money in a different place or whatever. That's mm-hmm. a little different process. So when we talked about this in the nonprofit podcast, where it probably, the process itself maybe takes six to 10 weeks, similar amount of time for a school district or a city or municipality. Again, it'll depend on the size. Okay. So some of our bigger clients, it's going to take a couple months. Okay. Whereas we have one of our school districts, we come in two weeks after year end and start that process. And we can usually have that turned around in maybe a month just because we haven't hit all the other school districts yet. And yeah. So so, it, small, so a smaller school district, maybe a little simpler process. So it's going to be sort of similar to a nonprofit if it's smaller, less complex, that sort of thing. It may, yep. may be faster to do. Plus, if you have all of your stuff together, when you're supposed to have it together, again, everything goes that much faster. <laughs> Same kinds of deliverables where you get your audit report. Yep. And do you guys then go present to like a school board if they or a city council? Yes, okay. we will go okay. to a. Technology is great sometimes where we don't have to be on the road all night. So yeah. we, we can do it online as well. Um, but there, again, some boards that just want us there in person. So did that change like during the pandemic? Uh, did you find like school districts either they were more or less interested in, in seeing the results or just the timing of things? Or has that been pretty much the same since? Um. Again, varies from the school district. Okay. (laughs) Uh, We have some that are, you know, are in contact with us every week asking where everything's at. And then there's some that just kind of let us... Just let it roll. I wouldn't say let it roll because, you know, if you have a single audit, you have a reporting deadline that you have to make. And a lot of the school districts in the cities, they, they try to have their audit done before they have to submit their annual report. Okay. Which... In some cases, it's doable. In some cases, it's we don't even start the audit till after the end report's already submitted. So that's okay. not even a possibility. So you can't necessarily get those so, two things to line up yeah. as well. Okay. <clears throat> yeah. So. Uh, and then when they have the audit, are they are cities, municipalities, school districts, are they required to submit that? Somewhere? All of the audits will be, before we issue, we need to get approval from Department of Legislative Audit in South Dakota. Our municipalities out of South Dakota, I think it depends on the state. But for sure in South Dakota, so we submit 
my draft audit to the Department of Legislative Audit, they review it all and they'll send back comments, any changes or issues that they've noted on it oh, that we so might have So they can actually to. do some back and forth. It's not just like, a, here's what we found and they're like, okay, cool. There may be changes. Depending on what they find. Oh, okay. Does that happen a lot? Enough. Enough. <laughs> I would guess the majority of the time they have something that they, a comment in there that we missed or, you know, or something that we've missed along our review processes and stuff. Okay. So it isn't like you're just submitting it into the ether and it's just done and you never... No, because we cannot issue until they give us permission to issue. Okay. And are there like federal clearinghouse? Like is that a... It'll be similar. Yep. It'll be the same as, as for the nonprofits where if you have a single audit, we will enter your exact same website. Oh, okay. So all, audit, all audit reports are just living on this, on the yeah. federal... Woo! Yeah. Well, I bet that's so, going to be a fun read. Oh, yeah. yeah you, can, you can search it. You can find 10-year-old audits in there if you want. Oh, and, good stuff. And then also you can find old audits. Or I think on the Department of Legislative Audit website, they have all the municipalities listed there and all of the, the last audit the municipality had and all of the last audits the school districts had. Because those have to be public records. Those are public knowledge. Okay. Record. I think there's a law. It might just be for school districts that... If you, in the state of South Dakota, if you have a website, you have to have your audit on there. Oh, oh really? so like if a school district has their whatever, ipswitch.com school yeah. district, they have to have their audit on. Listen but if you don't have a website, then you don't have to worry about it, which is... Sure, why not? <laughs> Makes total which is, sense. Which is great. <laughs> the other weird thing about it, so you have to, if you have a website, you have to have it on there, but you still have to publish your minutes and all of your stuff in a newspaper. Keep the news, physical newspaper. Keep the newspaper oh. industry in business, man. So it's, yeah. Does it matter what newspaper or is it just... You have to declare a newspaper at oh. each year what your official newspaper is. So every... You can't just like choose one in Florida. Well, I think that's for school districts. I'm not sure if cities have to do that. I'm, oh, assuming, okay. I'm assuming cities just do the one that's in their town. Town. But oh. it, Interesting. Unless they really don't want people to see it, then they just take like, oh, some papers somewhere else. This is the New York Times. I don't know. <laughs> it's not our fault they didn't publish it. Any other differences or anything that we didn't talk about between nonprofits and just government types of audits? The audit in general, the audit process is going to be almost exactly the same. Okay. You know, we're going to try to be there a couple weeks in advance to kind of get our fraud increase done, do our walkthroughs if you're not having a single audit, go over any changes throughout the year so that we can plan for that. So we can you can kind of plan on that happening. For school districts, for sure, there is a ton of information on the Department of Education, South Dakota Department of Education website, and the DLA, Department of Legislative Audit website. And for the cities as well, where they you know, if you're looking for an account number that you want to use that so that you know that it matches up on your annual report, okay. all that information is on the Department of Legislative Audit website. So okay. there's a lot of resources there. We have resources on our website as far as getting preparing for an audit and, you know, having everything kind of ready to go for that. There's a lot of resources out yeah. there. You don't feel like, no matter if you're nonprofit or government, that you're just doing this completely flying by the seat yes. of your pants. Yeah. You can find resources, which is helpful, I think. The non-pro- on the nonprofit side, you have a little bit more autonomy as far as kind of how you're going to do your numbering sequence. So it's it's quite interesting in South Dakota. So nonprofit, of course, you can pick any accounting software you want. Mm-hmm. In South Dakota, cities and municipalities can pick whatever accounting software they want. We have some that use just Excel to do their accounting. Oh, wow. That sounds like fun. Anybody using power? But the school districts in the state of South Dakota either have to use Software Unlimited or Skyward. There's only two softwares they can use. Oh, wow. And there's only two districts in the state of South Dakota that use Skyward. So pretty much everybody wow. uses the same software. 
So if you run into an issue as a school district, it's very easy to call another business manager. Hey, I, I had yeah. this problem. How did you guys encounter yeah. this? How did you fix it? That yeah. does actually kind of make that a little bit easier. Yeah. And mean, then it's all, everything's set up exactly the same. The count number structure is set up exactly the same. So from makes our it, perspective, that makes it a, it lot, makes easier. It a lot easier. You don't to have to know well. six different types uh, of software. Can, I can go in and know by looking at the beginning of one account number, what fund it is. Okay. And then as you go down the structure, what department it is and what just, just by knowing that a little bit. So that makes it, cities are the same way. Okay. Which typically most account chart of accounts are set up that way, but it's it's just, not, it's nice when it's all in one yeah. and you're familiar with the system and you're not having to relearn yep. software so every it single time. Streamlines the process for a little bit. Yeah. If you could write a magical piece of legislation relating to audit and government that would just automatically pass and change something right away, what would it be? What would you change about that process? Devin's magic wand. Yes. Um. Mm -hmm. For as far as the single audit side of things goes. I would probably increase the threshold of what it requires to take. You know what? The seven fifty. The seven hundred fifty thousand because that's not that much money, honestly. In the grand scheme of things, of what the federal government spends and the amount of programs that actually get looked at because of that. So, what would you increase it to? Like five million, two million? I guess when was that seven fifty put in place? It hasn't been around very long. It used to be five hundred thousand. That's not a lot. So either. it's been less than 10 years. It's probably been 750. Okay. I think it came out about the same time as a single audit stuff, yeah. single audit. Um, okay. I don't know. I'd probably at least 2 million probably. That because actually feels like a substantial. When you say millions, you're actually talking about a substantial amount of money where. It's, yes, they can use federal money to pay for the audit, but most of most people that we work with don't. It's just coming out of their general fund. But yeah. At some point it just becomes, is it is it worth it to get this money? Obviously nobody's going to say no to free money. Right. right. But. But that happens a lot in the nonprofit world. If you are running on a shoestring staff uh, and you have a whole bunch of hoops that you have to jump through to, and I'm more looking at the government side of things, yeah, where your where your revenue is pretty much set, set. in South, in, you know, state of South Dakota. You're this is what you this get. is what you're getting. Yes, right. Regardless. You know, and then all of a sudden you're like, you know, you get your federal money on top of it, but to have them go through a single audit that's going to cost them more money on a budget that they kind of control, but they kind of don't control. Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. It's hard to It should at least that. be worth their while to Whereas, you know, because if we were to bump it up to, you know, two million, we'd we'd lose four, five people that I'd have mm -hmm. single audits now that would still, you know, but it would save them money save and them. have them have more money for what they're actually yeah. intended Sorry. to be doing with right. it. Instead of doing the pain. Yeah, instead of doing the process to check to make sure they're doing everything correctly, it might actually be able to Serve the students or the mm -hmm. residents or whoever it is, or their you know you know nonprofits or things serve yeah. their serve the citizens serve or the citizens yeah. Of it's, a like, it's a little it's a little like making a little more money to bump you up into the next tax bracket to take more money away from what you're making <laughs> yeah. to yeah. Kind of wash out even yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> I mean it wouldn't wash out necessarily because we're not going to charge seven hundred fifty for well, no, but I mean audit, the but... fact that you're taking any of that again seven hundred fifty is not in that in the scheme of things if you're mm -hmm. talking school districts or city governments not it's not nothing but it isn't that much money yeah. uh, when you're talking millions of dollars of a budget and then oh yeah I know that a good chunk of this is also going to checking to make sure that we're using yeah. the money that we received correctly yeah. like oh, that seems kind of weird yeah and then I mean there is chances they're gonna have to pay funds back if they're not right. doing it correctly yeah that's good yeah and so you just sort of have mm. this pot of money that maybe you can use yeah maybe you can't just be really careful. Be careful. Jar. <laughs> and then the, you know, in the in the grand scheme of things, with the especially the last two years and what's going to be coming out the next two years for federal funding, like it's just a drop in the bucket as to yeah. 
I mean, we've had some school districts who have gone from not needing a single audit, so they're getting less than seven hundred fifty grand, and to all of a sudden they have five million dollars in in federal revenue or federal that they're going to need to spend in the next three years, and they've never Even tracked it differently, never you know done kind of right. the things they were supposed to do, and it's like yeah. scalability issues mm-hmm. at that point. Really. Yeah, because yeah. then that means you may need different staff or software or technology. To well, do you can't have this. different software. Oh no, because you only get the one software. You only get the, the one, one software. <laughs> Unless you're one of the two. Then you want to pick the other one. Uh, So thank you, Devin, for being on the show. Again, uh, we have resources on the website uh, under the resources tab at KCPeterson.com. And if you have any questions, you can reach out to us at uh, info at KCPeterson.com. Thanks again, Devin. Yeah, you're welcome. And now the legal stuff. This podcast and associated communications are intended to provide general information about tax, finance, investment, and other financial matters. Although Casey Peterson LTD has made every reasonable effort to ensure that the information provided is accurate, we make no warranties expressed or implied. Be aware that this is not a comprehensive analysis of the subject matter covered and is not intended to provide specific recommendations to you or your business. Investment advisory services are offered through Advantix planning partners. Commission-based securities products are offered through Advantix Investment Services, member F-I-N-R-A-S-I-P-C. Insurance services are offered through licensed agents of Avantex Planning Partners, 3200 Olympus Boulevard, Suite 100, Dallas, Texas, 75019. The Avantex entities are independent of and unrelated to CPS Financial Services, LLP. Although Avantex does not provide or supervise tax or accounting services, our financial professionals may offer these services through their independent outside business. Not all financial professionals are licensed to offer all products or services. Financial planning and investment advisory services require separate licenses. Hey, Evan. Uh-huh. How do you deal with a fear of speed bumps? Fear of speed bumps. Really good suspension. You slowly get over it. Oh, okay. mm, that's yeah, just a good solid life yeah. advice. <laughs> <laughs>